Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm gonna show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. The Premed Year, session number 436. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we jump into our session today, I first want to let you know that the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application Process is now available for pre-order. And I know if you go to Amazon, the pre-order says that it's due to be released May 25th, which is late. I know the AMCAS application can be submitted just a couple days later, but I'm working with my publisher to get it out sooner. And my hope is that even if we can't get it out a ton sooner, that if you pre-order, we'll, we'll have a pre-order sign-up page, uh, and you can pre-order whenever. If you've pre-ordered already, that's okay too. We'll have a sign-up page where you submit your receipt and we'll send you a PDF copy of the book so that you can at least get started reading through the book until the book is out. So go to medschoolapplicationbook.com or just go to amazon.com and search for pre-med playbook Ryan Gray and all of the pre-med playbook books are there. Today, we're going to do a Q&A uh, that I did on Instagram Live, and I love doing Q&As. I love, love, love doing Q&As. So uh, I, I love jumping on to Instagram Live and doing those Q&As. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. I'm at Medical School HQ. And we go through a lot of questions. And the one that I want you to pay the most attention to is the last question. I went on a big rant at the end because a student asked a question that a lot of students, and it's not this specific student, but a lot of students ask questions or do things without asking questions. They do things without reflecting on their own journey. And they go on a big rant. So go listen to that. Before we jump in as well, I want to do the MCAT Minute sponsored by Blueprint MCAT. If you're planning on taking your MCAT a little bit later, it's a question that we actually answered 
in the episode today. If you need to take a late June MCAT, that's okay. As long as you get your application in earlier, I dive into more details in the episode today about when to take the MCAT, if you need to take it later and what those ramifications are. So we're kind of time shifting the MCAT minutes to later in the episode where I actually answer it. So stay tuned for that answer. If you are looking for some MCAT test prep help, go to Blueprint MCAT. Sign up for their free account where you can get a half-length diagnostic, full-length one. They have 10 full-lengths. You get free full-length one, half-length diagnostic, and their amazing study planner tool, all at blueprintprep.com. All right, let's go and dive into our episode today. First question here, if you could pick any other surgery specialty, what would it be? Any other surgery specialty? I don't know what the... What is it other than? Um, so I wanted to be an orthopod. If you guys don't know my story, I wanted to be an orthopod. That's why I went to medical school. I applied for orthopedic surgery um, uh, my fourth year of medical school. I did the Air Force scholarship, though. And so the Air Force was like, yeah, no, we don't want you to be an orthopod. So I didn't become an orthopod. That's okay. Um, so that's my story. Aaron asks, how would... <laughs> 1100 plus clinical hours with zero research luck of wanting to apply for a school like Mayo. Uh, it would look fine. Research is not required. If I did multiple jobs at my hospital, ER tech, telemetry tech, scribing, should I list them all out separately? I would list the different jobs separately. It doesn't matter that they were all in the same spot. How can I talk about something on my app that I plan on starting in June right when apps start? You probably don't put it on your application. Uh, at least for AMCAS and ACOMIS. TMDSAS, you can list future plans on there. Um, but other than that, I would not. Um, all right. I'm not a pre-med student, but I want to become a doctor. How does that happen? You become a pre-med student. You take the classes. Listen at episode one of the pre-med years and follow along. And sign up for MAPPED, M-A-P-P-D, is the technology platform that I created um, to help students specifically like you. Should I take a post back if I have a GPA under 3.5 cumulative? So Sydney, there's so many questions that come along with GPA. So if you have, let's, let's just say you have a 3.5 cumulative. Well, what does that look like? Does that look like a 4.0, 4.0, 3.0, 3.8? Point oh. Does that look like a 3.0, 3.0, 4.0, 4.0? Those are the same exact GPAs, but two totally different stories. And so you have to really dig deep into what's going on with the GPA so that I can understand better and give you better advice. So you can't just look at that final GPA and go, you need a postback, or you need an SMP or a master's program or whatever. You really have to dig into what are the first 10 credits, second 10 credits, third 10 credits? Like, what is what does that trend look like? It's very, very important. Clinical research coordinator versus medical assistant for gap year jobs, whichever one you want to do. What time would you say is too late to take the MCAT? So I've been talking about this a lot lately. I really need to make a, like a, a blog post about this. But uh, if you look at taking a late MCAT, uh, late June MCAT, the time that you'll get your score back is late July. 
if you look at kind of the timeline of submitting your primary applications, when medical schools start to receive those primary applications, when they send out secondaries, when you turn in those secondaries, when schools are finally coming back from vacation, at least the admissions committees are, are, are taking a deep breath because the application cycle never ends. Uh, they're not getting into applications typically until the very end of July, beginning of August anyway. And so a, a late June MCAT is not going to hurt you if you can still submit your application earlier. The, the problem that typically comes from taking a later MCAT is that your MCAT prep gets in the way of everything else. And so now your personal statement is worse or it's delayed. Your extracurricular activities descriptions are worse or they're delayed. And so your application gets delayed. And then you're not turning in your application until after you take the MCAT. And that delays everything even more. And so I typically, if you're going to take a later MCAT, late June, mid-July, maybe at the latest, late July, like, oh, it's pushing it with the caveat, take the MCAT when you're ready. Don't rush the MCAT just because Dr. Ray says you should take it at least by the end of June. Alex, I love your podcast. Thank you for providing so much info. Thank you. Rachel, how long should I plan to study for the MCAT? Three to four months. Is July too late for an MCAT? We just talked about that. Are DOs able to work for humanitarian organizations overseas? So, Yasin, it really depends on what the organization is, um, the ties that they have with the local governments, do the local governments say, hey, you, this big organization, bring in whoever you want. We trust you to bring in doctors who are going to do the right thing. Or are you going to have to get credentialed through the local government? In which case, do they recognize DO? Do they not recognize DO? And so typically, historically, DOs, there's a bigger question mark going overseas. Now, I know the AOA, the... Um, uh, American Osteopathic Association is working hard on uh, continually increasing the number of, of countries that recognize the DO degree as a medical degree, but that may be a hindrance. Does volunteering as a trained medical assistant count as clinical experience? A volunteering as a trained, of course, if you're working as a medical assistant, why not? Volunteer or paid doesn't matter. How much leadership experience is preferred? I currently only... Uh, the founder president of a club. That's fine. A lot of people apply with no leadership experience. Oh, Jesse, I am a single mom with two children. I'm a full-time RN. I really do not have much time to volunteer. Would the lack of volunteer experience hold me back much? I did a lot of volunteer prior to kids. No, I, I think there's this kind of exaggeration in the pre-med world that you have to like volunteer at the soup kitchen at least three times a week and um, go go work at Habitat for, Habitat for Humanity at least once a week. You're working full-time as a nurse, getting amazing clinical experience. Uh, the only other thing I would add on to that is if you could shadow once a month or so, just for a couple hours. Other than that, I think you're fine. Good luck. Opinion on nursing student pursuing medicine after completing the Bachelor's of Science in Nursing degree. It's like any other student applying to medical school. Is it worth spending lots of money for online MCAT courses? It depends on the student. I would start with the MCAT podcast and the MCAT cars podcast. It's two podcasts that I do, one with Blueprint to MCAT Prep, the MCAT podcast, and I do the MCAT cars podcast with Jack Weston. 
go utilize all of the free resources possible and, and see if it's um, worthwhile to you. Can I take Chem 1 and Chem 2 at two different schools? You can. The question is why that may come up. Is it worth taking a gap year for volunteer clinical experience? It depends, or volunteer or clinical experience. It depends on your specific needs. There's a lot of misconception around gap years and whether or not you need to do them. Students need to take gap years if you need to take a gap year. Are you lacking clinical experience? Then take a gap year. Do you need to focus on the MCAT full time without any other classwork? Take a gap year. Take the MCAT during your gap year. So there are lots of reasons why you should take a gap year. The answer about gap year is never take a gap year because gap years are good. You just need to take a gap year if you need to take a gap year. Sophia, I'm currently, I am, oh, I'm my in my activity section. Could I put some of my part-time lifeguard job as clinical experience, such as times when I did CPR, first aid, etc.? Um, sure. Why not? Yeah. Lifeguarding is clinical experience. Where can I hear you talk more about the Air Force Scholarship, uh, the pre-med years? So if you just Google HPSP Medical School HQ, you should be able to find a bunch of stuff there. What is the recommended hours of clinical experience? Enough. You need enough clinical experience. There is no set number. Is health science a good pre-med major in your opinion? Doesn't matter. Your major does not matter. I went to school for two years at a junior college and then transferred to university. Will this impact my application to medical school? It will impact your application to medical school. You'll need to request two transcripts instead of one. If my bachelor degree was in finance with three science credits, do you think my post-bac GPA and credits would be weighted much more? Uh, no, GPA is GPA. One is not weighted more other than your science GPA really matters. Should I put teaching assistant and tutor as two separate extracurricular slots? You can if you want. Should heavy in-state bias deter out-of-state applicants from applying? I don't think it should deter I think as long as you are informed about heavy in-state bias and you know that your chances are low to get into that school, but for some reason you want to apply there anyway, then you should apply and know that your chances are low. I think that's that's my biggest argument is a lot of students, and I, I recorded an, an application renovation this morning with a student who applied to 32 schools and like 12 of them were public out-of-state schools. And she's like, I didn't know any better. I just picked schools based on MCAT and GPA. As long as you know that I'm okay with you applying to public out-of-state schools, as long as you know that that's a very, very low chance of you getting in. Trauma scrubs, how much of a red flag is not having a clinical job for three years leading up to applying, but rather your own company that does business worldwide? Uh, so the red flag to me is lack of clinical experience, not necessarily a lack of clinical job. You can have your own company that does business worldwide and get clinical experience. KT, would you recommend listing in-person and online shadowing separately? Now, this, this question's been coming up a lot. I think you list them together. 
just make sure you list out e-shadowing or virtual shadowing as a separate kind of line item in the description so that schools can kind of see where that is. I was a dance major in college. Now I'm taking my prereqs at community college. Do you recommend also doing professional postback? No, you are doing a postback at community college. That's all you need. How does one advocate for themselves to add comms to not get filtered out of the screening process? Um, first and foremost, you get good grades and a good MCAT score to not get filtered out. Um, there's really not much else that you can do. If the school has set filters, those are usually hard numbers. Now, a lot of schools will have secondary processes to say, okay, we filtered out the first wave of students, but we have someone that goes through those applications to look for the needle in the haystack, to look for that kind of uh, diamond in the rough, so to speak. Um, but outside of that, there's probably not a ton you can do. Would having clinical hours from working as an MA at a DO office hinder my opportunities at an MD school? Absolutely not. How much does EPA trend matter if they're all decent? It does not. When does applications, when do applications need to be turned in for DO and MD schools? Like when is the greatest? So for everyone watching right now, medschoolapplicationbook.com or just go to Amazon and look up pre-med playbook, Ryan Gray. My next book, the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school application process is scheduled for release on May 25th, but uh, I'm working hard with the publisher. I actually just got back um, the next draft of what the inside looks like. Um, that's really the last thing that we're waiting on before we can start shipping it. So Hopefully, we'll get it out much sooner than May 25th. Uh, go get that. That'll answer your, your questions. Um, but the applications always open up kind of first week of May. And for DO applications, you can turn it in right away. For MD applications, you have to wait typically until the end of May, beginning of June. And the earlier, the better because of rolling admissions. Just got your personal statement playbook in the mail. This one right here. Woo the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement. Um, thank you for getting that. I'll take my dollar. I get a dollar when I sell a book. Um, hello, Josh. Setting for my medicine shelf, but thanks for everyone, uh, everything you do, Dr. Gray. You're why I got into med school. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. You're why you got into medical school because you put in the hard work. Um, can you please save and post this live? Thanks a billion. That's what I usually do. Which of your videos can I use for advice and application essay examples? So if you go to applicationrenovation.com, those are the videos where I actually pick apart students' applications and talk about why they likely did not get into medical school or why I think they didn't get into medical school. So I would go watch those. Uh, I'm on season three. I recorded episodes 12, 13, 14, 15 today. I did four of them today. Um, so go check out all of those. Will med schools look at e-shadowing hours the same as regular shadowing hours? Med schools will do what they want to do. I, I've heard a lot of schools are going to be like, it is what it is. We'll accept it. So put them on the application. Hello, Dr. Gray. I'm currently 
in an SMP and doing very well. I have a 502 MCAT and was thinking about retaking it, but looking tough in terms of time and applying as a 502, just an absolute, absolute no-no. Nothing is an absolute no-no. A 502 is low. A higher score will help. Uh, a 502 will definitely close some doors for you. And so if you can retake it, especially after spending a lot of money on an SMP, I would retake it. I've been accepted to a DO program and I'm still waiting to hear from a couple MD programs. How much harder is it to match into residency for a DO? Uh, I don't consider matching for DOs any harder than MDs. Obviously, there's some biases out there, some stigmas in, in specific programs in specific parts of the country. But at the end of the day, it's you that's matching, not your degree. And so you need to put in the hard work, whether you're an MD or a DO, to build the relationships and networking and and find the research necessary for whatever you're trying to um, match into. You have an acceptance that's more than a lot of people can say. Uh, I would go for it. <clears throat> Does it look disingenuous if you only have a year of EMT experience before you apply? I went pre-med a year ago and finding clinical experience has been hard. Uh, most people don't even have a year, so rock and roll, dude. Should I apply first thing in June, even if I haven't gotten my MCAT score back? So I recommend applying as early as possible, even without your MCAT score. And one trick that saves some money is to apply to one school so that you can get your application in and verified. And then when you get your score back, you can add the other schools. But what you need to do in that process is assume that you're gonna crush the MCAT because you're gonna crush the MCAT and pre-write your secondaries to all of the schools or as many as you can that you're going to add as soon as you get your score back. How long does an MCAT score last for? Typically three years. Do, uh, does who you get your letters of recommendation from matter? For example, my PhD committee is a mix of MDs and PhDs. If you have a, uh, no, no is the answer. Uh, what's the post-bac process like? You take classes after you graduate from school. How do you study for the MCAT and you have a full-time job? So full-time job, 40 hours. There are 168 hours in a week, I believe is the number. Um, so you subtract 40 hours from that. You have 128 hours left. Uh, you study in that, in that period of time. Would you recommend taking the MCAT in the summer of sophomore, junior year? I know there are specific classes people don't usually take until junior year that might hinder your score. I, I would highly recommend taking as many of those prereqs as, as possible. You can self-teach a class, but it gets harder and harder. Can you briefly talk more about the Air Force scholarship? Uh, we answered that one already. Is it okay to do my post-bac at a community college? You can, it's not ideal, but you can if you need to. Um, just wanted to, R Jarvis, just wanted to say good luck to you all. Applications are a wild ride and you can all do it. As a first year, I literally used Medical School HQ and all the books as my Bible. You can do it. Thank you, R Jarvis. 
Does volunteering with a needle exchange program count as clinical experience? So I don't know. It depends on what you were doing with the needle exchange program. Clinical experience is interacting with patients. If you weren't interacting with patients, it's not clinical experience. Is four months of working as a scribe enough clinical hours with hospital volunteer hours as well? It's better than nothing. Official Tim Garner. So, so let me go back to that previous question. Is four hours of working as a scribe enough? If it was four months, not four hours, four months, three years ago, then no. If it's four months, as in uh, when you submit your applications, let's say June 1st, if it's uh, March, April, May, June, or February, March, April, May, you submit your applications in June, it's those four months, then that's better than if it was four months, three years ago. There's very different stories. Would taking vital signs volunteer at the same office I shadow at on other days count as clinical experience? Of course. Can I go from getting a bachelor's in nursing to going straight to applying to medical school? It depends. Probably not because a lot of your nursing classes are not uh, counted as prereqs for medical school. So you'll likely need to take extra prereqs if you didn't already. Should a person look at match lists when deciding between schools? I don't recommend looking at match lists. Other people do. Uh, I believe the match lists are made up of students. The school does not create a match list. The students create a match list. And so I don't think you should look at the match list. Does being a translator count as volunteer experience? I don't know. Were you volunteering? So here's here's always some language issues around this. So number one, it's called interpreter, not translator. Translators translate written text. Interpreters interpret verbal, oral, oral speech. Um, volunteer experience can be clinical or non-clinical. The question you were asking is, does being an interpreter count as clinical experience? The answer is yes. Now, does it count as volunteer experience? Were you paid or were you not? Miss Neva, any advice on gaining clinical experience when you have no medical background yet? You just got to go knock on some doors um, or get some some training, right? Become an EMT, uh, go be a scribe, any, any kind of job where you can do on-the-job training like medical assistant potentially depending on the state you're in. What is an ideal amount of clinical experience? Um, more than zero. Would EMT or paramedic experience be good or enough? Good enough if you have only here and there volunteer experience so far. So again, watch your words. Your words matter, people. Volunteer. When you say volunteer experience, you mean clinical experience. Say clinical experience when you mean clinical experience. Your words are important. So would EMT or paramedic experience be good enough if you have only here and there clinical experience so far? Do you want to be an EMT? Well, obviously, paramedic is way above and beyond EMT. So I don't even know why you're mentioning that. That's 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 way above and beyond. Um, it, do you want to be an EMT? EMT is good clinical experience. Do you want to be one? That's the question. Uh, not a question, but I want to thank you. You are welcome. If you're reapplying, can you submit the same activities descriptions? Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Your 
activity descriptions are probably terrible because most students are. Uh, if you watch Application Renovation, you'll get some good insight into that. And my new book, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application Process includes activity description examples and feedback and stuff. So go check that out. For a non-traditional student, does it look bad to take prereqs at many different schools over the course of a couple of years? You do you, boo. Do what you need to do. Do you know when Application Academy for 2022-2023 will open up? Jeez, people. We'll get there. Um, I don't know. Um, but thank you for asking. That, that's exciting that people are interested in Application Academy already. Would phlebotomy and pharmacy tech, which are my jobs, serve as clinical experience? Phlebotomy, clearly, because you're interacting with patients, I, tech, I, I don't believe pharmacy technician is clinical experience. I think it's a retail job. You just happen to be interacting with people getting medicine. Um, a lot of people put pharmacy tech as clinical experience on their application. I think you could. I don't think it's clinical experience. Hi, Dr. Gray. I've binged about 100 episodes of your pre-med years podcast over the last past three months. It's been awesome. I've learned so much. Thanks a ton. You're welcome, Joe. We should all be as lucky as Joe to binge 100 episodes of the pre-med years. I'm sorry, your ears are tortured with my voice. Um, I am Keddy. How do we get clinical experience with the pandemic? Um, hospitals are open. Clinics are open. You just got to go get a job. Uh, and go get vaccinated. That'll make it easier. I got my first vaccine Saturday, two days ago. Is running a first aid booth clinical experience? Potentially. Are you running it? Or are you actually interacting with patients? What things should I do while studying for the MCAT? Uh, study. <laughs> Read the book. Take practice tests. Do practice questions. Uh, 20 years of working clinical experience of 12 years of leadership within those 20 years. How do I post that on activities without looking like a total of 30 years. Um, so you list them separately, imaging to medicine. You have one as 20 years working clinical experience, and then you have one activity that's 12 years that you list as leadership and talk about that. And then the dates for those activities will overlap and make sense. Just make sure that you subtract, if you need to, leadership hours from your clinical experience hours so that you're not double dipping. Can I talk about specific specialty that I love on my personal statement? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I am DeAndre. I would not recommend it. If you read my personal statement book, I don't recommend it. My personal statement book. I need to, I don't have the my new book <clears throat> in my hand yet, but I want to, I want to print out, like I have a access to a color print. I'll, I'll print out the image and tape it on the book. Um, full-time worker in pharma manufacturing six years out of college how to study for the MCAT and get clinical experience part-time volunteer EMT etc yeah you just do it you realize that you're not going to have a lot of other outside activities in your life during that time are international students Canadian assessed differently than US residents for medical school so there's a difference between international students and Canadian students for some schools some schools will look at Canadian students as out-of-state residents uh, and not international students. 
I don't know what those schools are. I don't have a good list of Canadian friendly schools. Um, it's something I hope to have inside of map at some point, but that's just something where you'll have to do a lot of work. When should I order transcripts? So apparently TMDSAS is telling you when to submit your transcript now. For the, <clears throat> for the other application services, you have to wait until they open up first. Um, how do I talk about a job shadowing experience? Do I tell a story? You can. I think shadowing in general is very passive. And so uh, especially if you have multiple shadowing experiences, just list them all in one activity. Would you recommend listening in person and online, listing in person and online shadowing separately? We talked about already. I would list them as one and just make it clear with the hours for both. Is Arizona State University online bachelor's of biology looked down upon for medical school? So you have to go to the MSAR or each individual medical school. A lot of medical schools aren't going to want an online degree, unfortunately. Do you have any podcast resources about financial aid or scholarships in medical school? So Kissimmee, NC, I have a podcast episode about everything. Just got to go look for it. Vine, Vine via me, Vine via me, Vin, Vin and via me. <laughs> uh, thank you for everything you do. I don't know um, if you know the extent to how many future physicians and healthcare workers lives you've impacted and changed. Thank you for that. I am working as a tech in the pathology department. Does this count as clinical experience? If you are interacting with patients, it's clinical experience. Let me answer that again. Do not ask me another clinical experience question, but I know you will <laughs> because this is what you do. You say, but but what about what about what about this? What about that? I don't know. If you interacted with patients, it's typically clinical experience. Should we look at match lists? That was asked. The answer is no. Does the bachelor's of biology from Arizona State University look down? Again, that's people are asking the same question over and over again. You guys, don't ask the same question over and over again to get my attention. I'm just going through the list. I majored in nuclear medicine and had to get clinical hours for that. Can that count for medical school? Of course. Can you elaborate on sending transcripts to DO versus MD schools? There's no difference. You just send them to different places. Once you open up your application, and again, this is all laid out in my book as well. Once you open up your application, the application will have you print out a transcript request form. That's all you need to know. I just heard you mention leadership isn't an important characteristic to show an undergrad. So hold on. I didn't say that. I said leadership isn't important and necessary to put on an application. Leadership is very important to, to be and have and a skill. So be careful. Don't, don't make up words. Is volunteering clinical shadowing really the bulk? And that's all. So again, it's all important. Should I retake prereq science courses if I got a B minus? Um, not necessarily, unless you need more of the foundation to do well in the next courses. What's the difference between your latest release, pre-med playbook, and your previous books? So all of my pre-med playbooks, um, all of my pre-med playbooks are different. My first book was the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school interview. This is all about 
you guessed it, the interview process. My second book was the pre-med playbook guide to the MCAT. It's a very abbreviated, short, easy read just for people beginning. Uh, I was a student who had no clue what the MCAT was. This is a good book for you. Uh, it is not a MCAT prep book. My third book was the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement. You guessed it. It's all about the personal statement. And then my fourth book, the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school application process is all about the application process. So it talks about MCAT GPA, it talks about clinical experiences, how to write your activity descriptions. It talks about disadvantaged essay, institutional action essay. It talks about different categories of, of uh, experiences for all of the application services. It talks about and gives examples of, of disadvantaged essays, institutional action essays. It talks about, uh, excuse me, it talks about the personal statement again. It talks about um, the interviews again. It talks about and gives examples of secondary essays. Um, I have what's called a kind of a go, no-go checklist from my military days. Um, and basically of like, let's look at each part of the application and, and see for yourself if you should apply, should not apply. It has a, you were re rejected, what next? And goes through the different parts of the application, very similar to how I go through it on application renovation to give you some insight. Um, if you're fortunate enough to get acceptances, it talks about kind of what to do next in that situation. So it's literally the whole application process. Does it look better to a medical school application? I will stop there. As soon as you start trying to look better on a medical school application, you're thinking about everything wrong. Do things for you and then talk about them on the application. Stop trying to do things for the application. Okay, back up. Does it look better to a medical school application if you have a bachelor's from UT Austin or from Baylor University in Texas? Does not matter at all. Do, do. I live in Minnesota, but parents have a house in Florida Keys. Would this be a good reason to apply to schools there or no? Just because your parents have a house there doesn't mean you have ties to the state. Like if you go to the Keys every uh, every summer, and then great, then that makes that that means you have some better ties. How long ago is too long since a non-trad has taken required undergraduate courses? It really depends on the school. Um, I talked to a physical therapist recently who had been out of school for 20 years, took the MCAT, applied to medical school, got in without retaking any of her classes. So it really just depends. What are my thoughts on three-year MD programs? I think medical school should be five years. So three-year schools are crazy, crazy pants. Why is everything so random? Everything seems random, but it's really not. Is volunteering for clinical for COVID vaccination vaccinations, clinical experience. So I told you, don't ask me anymore. Is this clinical experience questions? The answer is, what did you do? Is e-shadowing today? It is. I'm getting off here in a couple of minutes and jumping over there. Uh, how do you suggest students talk about wanting to be a physician scientist and doing research without schools thinking they should do a PhD instead? Um, I don't think you should talk about that. You, the goal with the personal statement is here's why I want to be a doctor, not here's why I want to do research as a physician. In your activities list, you'll have research there, supposedly, uh, as long as you have clinical experience in there as well, and you can talk about why you want to be a doctor and not a physician scientist, then 
you should be okay. I'm going to take a gap year after an unsuccessful cycle. I'm deciding between being an EMT and doing a master's in clinical research. Do you have any comments? So, Amy, this is a very common question that all of you should read. I'm going to take a gap year after an unsuccessful cycle. I'm deciding between being an EMT and doing a master's in clinical research. Do you have any comments? So what is this question forgetting to tell me? It's forgetting to tell me, well, why didn't you get in? Why did you have an unsuccessful cycle to begin with? And, and the new book will have kind of that reflection chapter of let's go through the application. Where did you miss out? And it's really hard to look at an application, especially after you've been rejected, because it hurts. I remember being rejected my first application cycle and thinking, well, these medical schools, I, I interviewed at two medical schools, rejected from both. They're, they're telling me I'll never be a doctor, right? They weren't telling me that. That was just the story I was telling myself. But the question is, well, why didn't you get into medical school? Too many students don't reflect on their own application and they jump straight to, well, what will look better moving forward? doing a master's degree or being an EMT. You have to be self-aware and reflect on your own specific situation. Do you need better grades? Then you should think about taking more classes. And then we can get into, should it be an undergraduate postback? Should it be an SMP? Is a master's in clinical research uh, a hard enough sciences for you? That's a discussion. If your application, your grades are good, your MCAT score is good, but you lack clinical experience, well then heck yeah, being an EMT is going to give you clinical experience. Do you want to be an EMT? Maybe you don't want to be an EMT. Maybe being a clinical research coordinator will be better for you, or being a medical assistant will be better for you, or uh, a CNA will be better for you. Too many of you just jump to the next thing without thinking. Go, oh, I didn't get in. Maybe I should be an EMT. Do you need clinical experience and do you want to be an EMT? That's the question that you should ask yourself. Too many students get rejected and they go, oh, I'm going to do an SMP. And then I look at their grades and they have a 3A GPA. What the heck are you doing an SMP for? Your grades are perfect. Too many students doing an SMP with a 3A GPA and a, a 498 MCAT score. You don't need an SMP. You need an MCAT tutor. Why spend $50,000 on an SMP when you could have spent five grand on an MCAT tutor? You have to think about your specific situation and stop looking at that person next to you and go, oh, they, they were an EMT, so I'm going to be an EMT. Oh, they got a master's degree in clinical research, so I'm going to get a master's degree in clinical research. It's all about you and your specific situation. Okay. Okay, I love getting on these rants, especially at the end of these. Um, I'm gonna end there. I wish you all a wonderful night. Go get vaccinated if you can. Stay safe and I will hopefully see you soon. Bye. All right, so there you have it. Another great Q&A for you today. 
Again, as a reminder, go to medschooladmissionsbook.com, sign up for a pre-order. If you're listening to this in the future, then hopefully the book is out and you can just go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books and get all of the pre-med playbook series. We have four of them and we're, we're working on trying to get a box set going as well. So stay tuned for that. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.